and great are you, Lord. It's your breath 
Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 says, <clears throat> come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. How many times have you said, man, I just need to rest? Anybody ever said that? Oh, man, I, I, I am just tired. Well, in my lifetime, I have said that time and time and time and time and time again. As a young teen working in the fields, uh, I remember as a teenager helping some of the local farmers gather, gather watermelons and uh, we would be out there on hot, hot summer days, of course. Watermelons don't grow unless it's hot, hot, hot. And we were out there in, in what we call new ground. That's where all the trees have been cut, uh, everything had been pushed up, all the roots were gone to make it into farmland. And, and the watermelon rows were one mile long. We started one end. Work our way to the other end, gathering watermelons. We, we would go down through there in a line, and we'd find ripe watermelons, and we'd toss them from one to the other, and then the last one would put it in a pile, what we call the pile row. And then the tractor would come through with a trailer, and then you had to pick those up and throw them up to somebody in the trailer, and they'd stack them in the trailer, and then you'd take them back up to the, where the truck was, and you offloaded them off the trailer into the truck. Are you tired yet? You should have been there. It was real fun. And then as a young adult, Rhonda and I got married. You know what we found out? You really can't live on love. It, it, love just will not feed you. We, we had to have groceries. We needed a, a house to stay in. 
then here, here came Melissa. And then here, here came Phil. And do you know what young'uns have the gall to ask for? Food and clothing. Going to the doctor. They get sick. They need medicine. And do, do you know what I ended up doing? Same thing a lot of other dads have done, working two jobs. I worked full-time in a factory as a machinist, and then I worked part-time with my brother-in-law in construction work, remodeling houses. Uh, I would work from 8 till about 1, one thirty of a day with him, come home, get something to eat, change clothes, go to work, get there at 3.30, leave at midnight, come home, get up the next morning, do it again. That's the reason I look so good today, because of all of those years of two jobs. It, and I mean, it was just nonstop, on and on. And I did mention Melissa and Philip, didn't I? How many of you have raised children? Or how many of you are raising children? You know, they take a lot of attention. Have you, did, did y'all know that? Donna, did yours take a lot of attention? I mean, they're needy. That's what we say about Shasta now. Shasta is needy. Our four-legged daughters is more needy, I think, than our two-legged daughter was. <laughs> more needy than Phil was. But, you know, when you're parenting and when they're young and they, and they won't sleep or they get colic and they won't sleep or they just sleep for whatever reason and you're up and down with them all night long and then you got to go to work. And, and I mean, it goes on and on and on. Man, I'm tired. You ever said that? I, I'm, I'm just tired. And, and then God called me to preach. And uh, age we relocated from Chesterfield County to Spartanburg County. And I uh, enrolled in Fruitland Bible Anderson-ville while working second plant in Spartanburg. So I would go to school uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'd leave the house at about 6.45 on those mornings, get home about 1.30, run by her parents and eat something and go to work, work second shift, uh, get off at midnight, come home, do it all over again. And, and, and Melissa and Philip were in school at that time, and they had the audacity to want to be in band and sports and all of this stuff, you know. And, and it was, uh, I, I remember studying Greek flashcards while sitting in a cold gymnasium in Bowling Springs for Philip to practice basketball. Now, you're talking about a boring night studying Greek flashcards in a freezing gym and then go home and just do it all over again and again. Y'all have your own stories you could tell about what it means to be tired. Your jobs, your family, all the different situations that come your way. Uh, it, it, it just seems that we get tired. And sometimes rest is elusive. No matter how hard we try to rest, sometimes it just doesn't seem to matter. No matter how much we sleep or how much time we take off, we're still tired. Y'all relate? Have you ever thought you slept enough that you wouldn't be tired and you were still tired? Have you ever taken vacation to rest up and you go back from vacation and you're more tired than you were when you left to go on vacation? It's just like no matter how hard we try, we, we just can't seem to get rested up. And, and when this happens, then we become mentally tired as well as physically tired. And mental tiredness is harder, I think, than physical tiredness. 
with, with mental tiredness, which is what I dealt with for so many years in ministry, that, that mental tiredness, it will wear you down. It, it's like there, there is no let up from it. You lay down and you're thinking. You get up and you're thinking. You, you go to work and you're thinking. You go to school and you're thinking. You go to church and you're thinking. And physical tiredness is led over mental tiredness. Oh, just keep going around and around and around. Spiritual tiredness. We can become tired spiritually. And that's what this verse of Scripture is. We like to, to use this verse of Scripture as a proof text for daily living. If you labor and you're tired, come to me and I'll give you rest. Well, that is true that he will if we will come to him. But this verse of Scripture is not about the, the physical work and demands. It's not even about the emotional demands placed upon us. But it's about spiritual matters. The preceding verses, uh, Jesus has been talking and explaining to them that the customs of the day religion is not enough. He's tried to make everybody live by were not enough. That was going to be sufficient to get them into heaven. None of that would help them. And people were struggling with how do we live? How do we live as a believer? Because they wanted to incorporate the old the new together. They wanted to bring all of the law and the grace together in hodgepodge. And here they are over here trying to follow the law and marking off boxes. I did that and I did that and I did that. Uh-oh, I missed that. Uh, uh, I got to start back over. Okay, I did this. I did this. I, uh, uh, let me start back over again. It, and they were just spiritually tired. We need to start checking off boxes about faith. It will you out. So, usually, in our own strength, I am a Christian. I'm a believer. Leave it out in my own strength. I'm not really relying upon the Holy Spirit. I can do it. I want to. Christian life in our own strength. Trying to check off those boxes. You, you know, I, I did this and I did this, and, 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 and but I abstained from. This. I didn't do that, and I didn't do that either, and I didn't do that either. So I be in good shape today but oh wait a minute there's a box overlooked anybody else ever check off boxes for anything uh, Melissa where she made list she's probably got a list with her today if not here I know back at the house she's got a list that she is that right Mark she, she, she makes a list here and there and, and she checks it off and checks it off and checks it off. And then she goes back, oh, I missed that. Got to go back, do that. We did that spiritually. We, we try to check. And if we don't get the right one checked off, then we become spiritually tired. Verse 28, help us with that invitation that is given. Jesus says, come to me. 
think about if you could have been there on that day. Jesus looked out over the people and said, Come to me. Would you not have taken that as a personal invitation? Well, today in 2023, it is still a personal invitation. Would Jesus Me, all of you who are taking off the boxes, all of you who are spiritually tired, all of you who are trying to live the Christ life in your own, all of you who are just fighting against what you know God wants you to do, all of you who are so spiritually tired, I'm giving you a personal invitation. Come to me. But I think it was also a pulling invitation. I, I couldn't imagine being there that day. Jesus speaking and saying to me, come, just come to me. And looking around, talking, me? Don't you imagine there would have been a pull or a tug to go to him? If you were spiritually tired, if you had been battling, trying to keep the law, and at the same time looking to grace, if you'd been trying to check off all the boxes, if you'd been trying to do it your own way, if you'd have decided, I'm, I'm just, I don't need anybody, I can do it on my own, it, or God had told you to do something and you hadn't done it, he said, don't do it, and you had done it. Could you imagine that when Jesus spoke these words that that would be pulling you him. I don't know about you, but it still does to 2023 for me. When I read him saying, Come, I feel him pulling me. It's him. So, verse 28 Number two, then, is the individuals who are inviting here. Come to me, who? All. All who labor and are heavy laden. He didn't say, you can come, females, you're excluded. He didn't say, females, you come, Gentiles, you stay over here. He didn't say, Gentiles, you come, Jews, you stay over here. He, he didn't say, for the educated, I, I want you to come, and the educated to stay over there. He didn't say to the uneducated, you come, and he said, all. All who are spiritually tired, all who are spiritually struggling, all who are the law while holding on to grace at the same time, all who are trying to do it on their own, all who are trying to live the Christ life in their own strength, all who are doing that, the workers, the heavy laden, the trouble, I'm calling you to come to me. But not just the invitation, and not just the individuals that he shared. Don't we like? If you do this, I'll do that for you. If somebody says, "If you give me five dollars, I'll give you five hundred dollars." Would you give them five dollars to get five hundred? Wouldn't that be some incentive? Well, you better know who the person is. They make your, may take your $5 and run. You may never see your $5 again, much less the $500.
but, but we like incentives. Employers have used incentives for years. The, the company I worked for years ago as a machinist, they had an incentive during holiday time that you could get two days off with pay unless you came into work late the day before or you came into work late the day after or if you missed the day before or you missed the day after. If you did either one of those, you were not going to get paid for those two days. And I saw it happen to a fellow employee that missed coming to work one of those days and they took his two days of pay. They were serious as a heart attack. You were going to be there to work if you were going to get their free money. That was a lot of incentive for me to be there. Not that I wanted to be necessarily, but two days of pay. Incentive. Well, what is the incentive here? Come to me, personal and pulling. All who labor and are heavy laden, all the laborers, the workers, all those who are troubled. And what does he say he will do? I will what? Rest. Isn't that what the heart cry of many people are today? They, they won't rest. They're looking for rest. Now, a lot of them are thinking that they just need physical rest, that they just need to sleep, that, that they need to be able to get that rest. But behind a lot of those, there's a need for spiritual rest that they haven't come to grips with yet, they have not come to terms with. And Jesus is saying here, quit all you struggling. Quit all you fighting. Quit checking off all these boxes over here. Quit trying to hold on to the law and hold on to the grace at the same time. He's saying, just, just come to me and I, I will give you rest. The very thing that you are looking for, I have available to give to you. And there's no charge. It's free. All you have to do is come to him. Well, as I mentioned last Sunday, we are rushing headlong to Christmas Day. And do you know what you're going to hear between now and Christmas Day from people? I'm tired. Why are they going to be tired? What, what do you think would make people tired between now and Christmas? Could it be all the preparations that people do? I got to put up five Christmas trees and all the outside lights and hang off the roof and put a star up there. Well, we're not, but they're those who do. Or I, I've got to cook enough food to feed 55,000 people that's coming to my house. I've got to cook ham, turkey, and dressing and, and all, all of that. And I'm just tired thinking about it. There, there are those who like, I've, I've got to buy a present for everybody I know. I've got to go shopping. And they go shopping and they come home and like, I couldn't find anything I was looking for. There was somebody in the way. Somebody was running over me. I couldn't get to that table. I, I wanted to buy that, but somebody got the before I got there. And then those are like, well, to drive 500 miles, let's pack our suitcase. Let's get ready to go. And that's about the way some of them say it. 
we got to make that trip again. We, we got to go somewhere again. It, is it me and Ron that we, we lived all this? All of if I didn't hang from the roof to put a star on the house. I, I've, I've never done that. But, but we've lived all of this during the Christmas season. We traveled every Christmas for 40 years. Every Christmas we traveled back to her grandparents, back to my parents, a couple of times overseas, a few times down to Phillips. I mean, we, we traveled every Christmas. And when the kids were little, and you're trying to corral them and throw them in the car and get all the, the gifts together that you got to carry. And you get there and it ain't home. And, and if you went to my mom and dad's and you slept in the middle room where we slept, there's a wood heater in there that dad would stoke up with firewood before bedtime. And you lay in there and you go, I think I'm going to die. It's so hot in here. It, and it'd be like, can we go home? And we loved them. But y'all know, it ain't no place like home. Do you grasp what I'm talking about? That people deal with during Christmas on a regular basis? Again, I'm speaking from, from experience. You live long enough to get old enough, you know a little bit about everything. Because you've been there and done it. Oh, my gracious, if only... If only we could have a real simple Christmas again. But it is so hard in our society. We rush headlong toward Christmas Day. And when Christmas Day is over, people all of a sudden fall apart. Some fall apart because they didn't get what they wanted. Can, can we be honest? They wanted a new car. And instead, they got a 5,000-piece puzzle put together of a new car. They, they, they wanted to go on this nice, fancy vacation somewhere, and instead they went downtown Spartanburg and ate out. We, we have all these unreal expectations that Christmas is going to be so perfect. Have y'all had a perfect Christmas yet? Again, y'all should have traveled with us some during those years of traveling. <laughs> you, you would have found out Christmas ain't perfect. And all of that can lead to physical tiredness, emotional tiredness, which leads to spiritual tiredness. Jesus was not born in this world to make us tired. He was born in this world to give us rest. If only we could learn how to live in his rest and only let him soothe us instead of rushing here and there. As we used to say back home, like a chicken with his head cut off. That's pretty graphic, isn't it? Have you ever seen a chicken with his head cut off? There, there are two or three of you. Who, you don't forget it, do you? Been there, done that. I told you, you live long enough, you, you, you talk about all kinds of things. But, but we just, nonstop. And Jesus is saying, just come to me and I'll give you some rest. What greater gift could we have at Christmas than just good, simple rest 
resting in him in him encouraging us there are a lot of people who are spiritually tired we all go there from time to time jesus wants to give us that rest that we long for would you stand please